right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Katie. Hey, Monica. So good to see you there, friend. It is good to see you there with this upgraded technology. Yeah. You know, Monica and I were listening to this great podcast called Right Here, Right Now last week. (laughs) And these two girls, they were mentioning all these ways that you could um, chat with each other on media. And we thought, why not be like them? And why not record our podcast looking at one another over an app? rather than just on the phone. It's amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, these girls, really smart. You should totally check them out. Yeah, we're going to need to binge. If you haven't heard of them, we'll put a link in the episode notes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We crack ourselves up. (laughs) We really do. We're chatting on WhatsApp right now, which is great. Um, So I'm actually able to see Monica. She didn't have to describe her clothing to me today. (laughs) It feels like a small return to normalcy. Yeah, we're getting there slowly but surely. Which I know a lot of people have been doing their meetings this way this whole time, but like we're just inching back. Yeah, we really wanted to give ourselves six weeks so that when we had our car side by side meeting last week, we could, you know, really get that full embrace. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. So fond. And that's okay. Yeah. It's a good fun yeah. experiment. That's right. We love experiments. Yeah. And that's what we're in right now. Yeah. <laughs> An experiment of the self. Yes. And speaking of experiments of the self, I've been having a little extra time to read and enjoy uh, passages from Alan Watts. And I, the other day, shared something that made me think of Katie because she's always so good at, um, well, one, talking to the birds and knowing the birds. She's like a fairy <laughs> princess. But, <laughs> uh, but also zooming in on the little bugs and zooming in on the little ants and like seeing it in this insect time, like what's going on here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. And this passage in this book, he kind of talks about that kind of thing. And it made me think of Katie, so I sent it to her. I think I already said that. Sorry. And it's so good. I was like, I want to talk about this on the podcast. I don't know where we're going to go with it. And we still might not know. But it's so good we had to share. So, yes, I can't wait to hear it again in your voice. Yeah. And so if you're not familiar with Alan Watts, he is a um, philosopher, teacher, um, really an articulate and well, uh, very well-spoken, unlike myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, true. he's just like, uh, I can't, uh, the opposite of that, <laughs> pretty much. Um, anyway. No, he's, he's so, so amazing and just has such insight in life that makes your eyes like pop out of their skull wow I've never thought of life in that way that's so cool yeah and one of the things I love about reading Alan Watts is that he's so good at being objective and having the yes that could and could be possible would be possible 
Um, and also, but what else could be possible? Like such a learner of possibility and exploring those without attachment or, you know, defensiveness, just like, oh, this, <laughs> this could be this way. And it also could be this way and I could take it and I could leave it. It's great. I feel light. I feel dark. Okay. Move on. You know, just like oh, it's not, yeah, there's no big whoop, but such a big whoop. Which is something we yeah. talked about, you know, that are that very lovely dance. So, yeah. Anyway, the paradox just that. of life. <laughs> Light reading. Yeah. <laughs> it really is, though. He. That's why I say so. Articulate. He makes it so such light reading. Such a concept. Such a crazy concepts. A crazy concepts. That's how crazy they are. so anyway back to the passage which has been a huge lead up so I think we should insert a drum roll as we study the various systems we find that everything is in constant state of adjustment if you were to examine the edge of a leaf under a microscope you would find a constant churning 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 going on some of the cells want to move way out there and if they do the leaf starts to disintegrate but some other cells come along and say, get back inside, keep in, keep in. And the original ones say, no, you're destroying our liberty. We want to get out. And this whole <laughs> clamor goes on at the edge of a leaf. But from our point of view, it is a perfectly stable, clean edge. We are not looking closely enough. Mm. I think that is just so awesome. And that first line he's talking about, that the leaf is in a constant state of adjustment and how appropriate to think of that when we're looking at this leaf is just this perfectly fine, content, stable structure. But just like we might feel ourselves in this perfect, in this perfectly, completely adjusted state right now, that if you were to take a few steps outside of where we are, you might, Another another perspective might see us as being perfectly stable, even in our complete state of flux, which yeah. I think to pull that first line apart. I love that. I think that is so great. Mm-hmm. I know. I love it, too. <sighs> and there's another bit he mentions about some um, green flies eating a plant and one day they're totally fat and happy and the next day everything's gone and the party's over. Essentially. And the very last line of this page is that they represent the balancing system of nature. And I think, you know, really, not to sound overly generalizing, but everything represents the balancing system of nature because nature is consistently trying to balance itself. Like, that's the natural course. And in this time, we tend to be maybe quite egocentric and feeling Mm -hmm. like where we are is constant and that, you know, we have medicine and we have all of these things that we're so reliant upon. But if you look back 200 years or goodness, if you could see a, a snapshot into 200 years from the future, you would see that we are just constantly changing. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, that's the only thing is change is the only constant as they say. Um, I also just really love that perspective piece. As you say, I love to get down on the ground and look at the ants on the mound and see them in their own little world and changing my perspective, I think is always so important. So I love that perspective piece that there are these cells pushing out and these cells pulling in. I love the way he describes it as churning, churning, churning. And again, to us, it just looks like 
such a stable thing. Yeah. And it's really so and intricately. When you just said that, I hadn't really thought about this, but um, that's what's happening t- when we look at each other, too. Like, I look at you and I see beautiful, bright light, Katie, but perhaps internally you might be having some cells that are like, fuck this, I'm pissed, or things are not going <laughs> yeah. right, alarm, alarm. And I can't yeah. see that. You know, you look beautiful, you're bright, you look whole. I mean, you're healthy, you're standing, you're smiling, but like internally something is not an incongruence with that. And so often that is the case with all of us. Like, of course. Absolutely. And, and our edges you know, are stable. <laughs> yeah. And we see that grass is greener concept. We see these people that, you know, maybe the girl at the gym that's just always so perfect and never has sweat on her brow and just always looks so great. And where did she get those yoga pants? How come they're so cute on her <laughs> tight butt, you know, but we have no idea, especially that's so true. We've talked about before on social media, we see these happy, shiny images of people and it's so freaking easy for us to, um, to compare yeah. and in the hellhole that can lead us down if, if we don't take care yeah. to know that we're all turning, turning, turning. And that's part of being human. That's part yeah. of being an animal and that's okay. Yeah. Cause we're consistently trying to balance our systems. Yeah. Oh, that passage just could, I could go so many ways with it. I think it's so beautiful. Yeah. And it's also fun yeah. to like, I can thank um, Disney Pixar cartoons of my childhood for giving me such a act it out in your mind in cartoon world. <laughs> I can just see, <laughs> I can really zoom in and see the cells being like, no, da, 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 da. And these are the oldest ones. You know, they've grown from the stem, from the branch themselves. They've grown the most and they get to the edge and they're like, keep growing. And then yeah. new ones come along and they're like, directive, corner, 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 round the leaf. <laughs> I can just see it, you know, like the whole. Oh man, that makes me think of Inside Out, not our childhood, but that movie. I don't think there is a movie that has better put into perspective emotions for me. And after I watched that movie, I think I was happier for like a month because I was like, no, no, little anger. Uh huh. Joy is going to be able to speak now. gosh that movie is so good it is so good and to think like that is our cells like and when they're feeling angry the cells are basically wearing a jacket of that emotion like the cell has this vibration on that makes the whole body change moods (laughs) essentially change weather patterns It's so yeah. crazy how reflective it is of the weather and the whole, oh, the systems. There's just And this hormone decides it's tied, or this uh, organ decides it's time to release this hormone. That's going to flip a switch. And now all of a sudden your whole day is turned upside down. Uh-huh. The good or the bad. Uh-huh. And it's just like we could easily see that as I'm only reacting to my circumstance. But no, it's like you're reacting to so many freaking things right now. Yes. All of the time. All of these cells working together trying to work together and here we are thinking that we're just this person that just calls the shots lives and yeah lives and breathes and thinks and uh we're cute to think that yeah because there's so much going on yeah beneath the surface that makes me think of uh the bortons peter and brianna borton who monica and i have been studying all year through various ways on my um little board right here in front of my desk I have three of their bullet points for creating space. 
And um, the first is schedule nothing every day. The second is meditate, pray, or walk in nature every day. And then the third, which I really want to expand on right now, is expand your consciousness beyond your body every day. So Brianna is saying you, you would sit with your eyes closed. You would imagine your body, your cells internally. And then you would go out about two feet, imagining the two feet surrounding your body, going out five feet. And then, you know, taking two minutes to do this exercise or 15 or 30 minutes or an hour, you could go forever. But, and then imagining (laughs) the 10 feet around your body, that's the 20 feet up and down the air above you to the sides of you. You're now beyond your wall. You're now outside, or maybe you're in your neighbor's apartment. Mm -hmm. You're going beneath you to the floor level, to the ground level, to 20 feet beneath the ground level. And it's the coolest experience to do that. It's I'm amazing. so glad you brought that up because that was in the spring lessons I did this week. It was awesome. so like Katie's right, magical. And we did it. It was probably, uh, I think it was like 15 minutes total. Even if you just took really two minutes to just quickly, it, it does just put those things into perspective so much mm-hmm. allows you to, to get out of your tiny human mind and to get out of your little itty bitty minuscule perspective mm-hmm. and to see what really is going on it's so much freaking greater than you and yes. you are all of that and then yes. you can be like my problems are probably not as big as I thought they were mm-hmm. and I can have a smile and I can go tackle the next thing mm-hmm. and with a, a joyful expression that also makes me think of uh, a part in this book I we read from moments ago um which I don't think I mentioned the name is called Ohm Creative Meditations and by Alan Watts. It's a compilation of Alan Watts talks and lectures he's given over the course of his career and a woman compiled it and wrote this. So it's a little different style. Anyway, part of what I read was um, to unthink once a day. And it sounds so Pooh Bear, right? (laughs) But I think even that, I think even that can be overthought, you know, to unthink once a day. Oh, let me think about how I'm going to not think. And so it feels paradoxical. But if you really just were to clear that space and, you know, that takes practice and whatever meditation styles and methods or just being out in nature, whatever type of space you want to unthink about that's really the ticket is to get out of the thinking mind, the analyzing, the judging, the comparing, the emotional attachment of the all the uh, and just to be with it, just letting it. It reminds me of going for a walk with my four month old dog, and I look down at him and I see his goofy expression and his floppy ears, and he's like completely enthralled by this sniff, and then he's checking out the noise in that tree and then he's sniffing the wind and then you know you just know a dog just doesn't he's unthinking all of the Mm -hmm. time he is literally the perfect example of living in the moment and enjoying the moment you know are you giving me a treat am I taking a nap am I am I having a little scratch what (laughs) what am I doing right now am I missing my my human well I'm just gonna probably wander around Uh Let me, yeah. yeah, let me be bored for a minute and see if that spurs some finding. Yeah. A couple of books I've been working with have presented this same idea uh, is that boredom breeds creativity. And so often in our 
society these days where like avoid being bored. You know, there's all these activities. There's all these things to do. You don't want to be bored. Here's all these things to check off. Here's your Instagram. Don't stand there in that line. Exactly. Don't engage. Don't let your Make brain sure you're scrolling. Or yeah, or I mean, and I know some a lot of times when we're our brain is left to its own devices, we start going down the oh this conversation or whatever they thought this when they looked at me. But often too, when our brain is left alone, it can you know find some space and clearing. So that sort of um, empty space we talk about that in Brianna's sacred expansion in winter is being with the void being with the empty time that you don't feel like you're needing to do anything about it you know I don't have to record it I don't have to write a thing I don't have to make it a thing I'm just gonna be in this and that was really revealing for me because you know you feel like you always have to document something or call someone about it or reach out about it or take a picture of it or write about it or gosh or I need I should be doing more or talking or (laughs) no there's just so many expectations and ways we can compare ourselves and ways we can judge what I'm doing versus what you're doing and I know we kind of always talk about that but it's just so relevant to all the time especially now yeah I feel like I was on a tangent to a point but it was really just a tangent perhaps (laughs) I think you made the point. Okay. I think I got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The void. The void. Just yeah. unthinking and and being okay with that. Yeah. Nothingness. The nothingness. To be and with the, the lack void. Of, and the letting go of comparisons. That while those cells are pushing out and these cells are pulling in, we're all going to form a perfect, unified being. A heart being. That's right. That might just be from one thing that turns in on itself. (laughs) Monica is just made a piece of paper and she folded it into a heart. So it was just a strip and now it's a heart. She's showing it to me. So that's why we sound so distracting by each other's (laughs) visuals. It might sound really deep and it is so profound, but also we're just describing a charade. Which is all this is. It's just a big charade. It's just a big charade. Speaking Don't of, get trapped up in the details. Don't go down the dirty rabbit holes. Yeah. You get stuck down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see your butt's go just outside sticking out. If you can, if there's a park open, go check out your, go on a nature walk, check out those leaves and think about as you're looking at them. That whole, and gosh. Sorry, just tripped out. Thinking about that one leaf and all of its turning, but then the whole—it's just one leaf on the whole yes. tree, right? Ugh, so right. Cool. So much vibration, so many cells, so much activity yeah. beyond the surface. Yeah. Oh, what is that? A redbird? Oh, is there a cardinal in the tree? Is there a hummingbird there? Mm. What are they up to? Probably being all a bully. Sorts of. Probably. Monica was sad because the hummingbird was a bully in her yard the other day and having she, she's learning she's learning that hummingbirds time. are actually just really big bullies they're yeah. kind of like uh chihuahuas so is this like common knowledge i mean the male hummingbirds in this time of year they are very very uh territorial yes that is the word that is exactly how he was acting mm-hmm. buzz yeah, off get out of here <laughs> <laughs> Like Love whoa, it. yeah! Watch it with your Star Wars lasers, there, Hummer. Yeah. Come on. 
scary stuff. So fun. We're out here in the Texas Hill Country. We are bombarded with Hummers right now. Bombarded. And I like eight, eight of them on my feeder. I need more feeders because they're, they're bullies. They won't let anyone else drink. There will no. be like one dominant one and they're like, get out of here. I like that we've had enough time in our backyards and in nature around us lately that we've been able to invent some of these bird scenes and stories. <laughs> and it's really just been practice for our creative writing exercise that we are going to be sharing now with you guys. Yes, we hope that you join us. It could be fun if you did. Luke wrote us some prompts. We asked him to give us a nature theme. So whether or not he followed those rules, he's a churning individual himself. <laughs> Indeed. So he may he's or like, may follow not have the interpreted rules. those. Rebel! Follow, yeah. rebel! He can't. It's constant. Yeah, yeah. The rebel is really loud there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So if you wanted to join us, um, go ahead and get ready to pause us after we give you the first prompt. You can set a timer for about three minutes and write for about three minutes on this first prompt. We'll come back to you. If you're not going to join us, it'll seem like no time. Um, and we'll give you two more prompts. So at the end, we're going to be so excited to share our 10-minute creative writing story with you. Woohoo! All right. Yeah, yeah. So our first prompt is ants everywhere perfect okay so three minutes all right our second prompt are you ready yeah i'm ready <laughs> is protection from rain got it okay three more minutes well we got one more prompt. Are you ready? I am so ready. Yes. This nature story or whatever you've got going on. Yeah. Okay. It's about to conclude with sounds at night. Perfect. Yeah. We'll be back with our stories after our wind chime. Good prompts, Luke. Thank you. Yeah, Luke. That was fun, too. He was just in here, and he's like, y'all need prompts? I know. In fact, yes, we sure yeah. do. Get it going. Well, you want to share your story with me, Fran? Sure. Cool. Okay, here I go. I pulled back the boulder and was suddenly super grateful for the hot and heavy forearm-length gloves Tom made me wear. There were ants everywhere. Huge, dark red ants crawled frantically all around, stunned by the sunlight I had just revealed. I was just as stunned myself, dropping the rock right back down on top of them. I bent down to get a closer look at what I was dealing with. I noticed the mound spread beyond this rock, and was a huge spread beneath all these rocks in the pile Tom had instructed me to painstakingly wheel to the other side of the pump house. Suddenly, a huge storm blew straight upon the land, as we'd heard it would do when we bought the property. The nearest neighbors had warned us that the storms could really catch you off guard. Well, they weren't kidding. Here I am, not able to see a dang thing, wishing Tom had given me some protection from rain instead of these huge gloves. 
I desperately tried to make my eyesight work in the apparent wind, rain, and fog storm that had just abruptly occurred. Tom, I shouted. Bewildered that the skies had seemingly gone dark, everything was super fuzzy, and it was very clear that I wasn't in Kansas anymore. I blinked and rubbed my eyes in hopes that I could make sense of what was happening and how to get back to Tom. So I got down on my hands and knees, and I gazed towards the ground to notice my arms were much skinnier, darker, reddish, all four of them, six of them. I looked towards my belly, and it appears to be (sighs) thorax-like, texture, size, length. I look up, and my vision is finally starting to focus, and I am now face-to-face with an ant... Tom! <laughs> you went for your Disney movie pullback. <laughs> Honey, I'm now an ant. Exactly. It's a rewrite. <laughs> that was great, friend. I loved the twist. I was not expecting you to become an ant. That was so good. <laughs> I wasn't either. I thought that was fun. No, it was a fun how adventure. Would, how would you have known? <laughs> no idea. That's fun. That's great. Good job, friend. Yay. Are we ready? My story also yeah. has ants. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I know. I know. Finally, we reached it, I said to my dog, Spot. He looked at me with a knowing expression, sat at my feet, and sniffed the strong spring breeze. I paused to take in the view. The rolling hills of the Appalachians will never get old. My phone buzzed in my back pocket, and I almost reached for it, but let it go. No need, to break, no need to break this amazing, natural experience. I picked up my leg to slap at my ankle. Something had bitten me, but quickly realized I was standing in a huge pile of ants. They were everywhere, climbing all over my tennies and making their way up my legs. Ow! I exclaimed as I backed away from their mound while shaking and slapping, attempting to get the little critters off of me. Spot looked up at me, puzzled, as I was doing the ant in the pants. As I was doing the ants in the pants dance, as I flicked what I thought was the last little fella off, I looked up to notice a big dark cloud rolling in from the east. There was a great big oak tree a little ways away, so I called Spot over to sit under its trunk as protection from potential rain. And I pulled out my jerky out of my sack and gave Spot a piece, then savored some myself. Ants, rain. I didn't really care what nature wanted to throw at me today because I wasn't going to let anything get the better of Spot's first camping trip. Mm -hmm. I thought back to last night, his curious expressions and crooked head head tilts as the crickets chirped, a distant owl hooed, and especially when the coyotes were chattering back and forth, probably just so thrilled to be running wild, just being coyotes. I, I... I have to admit, I love city life, but out here in nature, this is where real life happens. Raw, basic, woodsy life. Good boy, I said to Spot. Good boy. And, ah, good life. I love it. Yay. So good. Nature time. Yeah. I didn't become an ant, though, so, you know. Well, I just kind of realized myself that I didn't really give sounds at night. I meant to, like, go into how it was dark, and I meant to give more sounds, but then I just got caught up in the fact that I became an ant. (laughs) So I never really went into the last prompt. (laughs) I just realized it. But that happens sometimes. 
hey, you know, I think it's okay. I bet yeah. you're going to hear some pretty unusual sounds tonight with your new aunt ears. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting adjusted. Like? And my yeah. eyes, too. It's taking a minute to get adjusted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah, from so Definitely. far down. So tiny. Yeah. So tiny. Tiny aperture. <laughs> Yay. Well, well, I love that we honestly were like, we're going to read this passage and we don't know where we're going to go with it. And I think we did a great job. Yeah, no <laughs> we kidding. We went lots of fun places. That was a great conversation. Thanks for sharing a few wonderful moments with me tonight, friend. My pleasure. Thanks for sharing your story with me. Yes. And we would love if y'all would share your ideas and stories with us you're always welcome to email any stories you've written to kt and moni that's the letters kt a-n-d-m-o-n-i at gmail.com we'd also welcome any prompt ideas but most importantly we would just love if you would share this podcast with a friend make sure to subscribe to us rate us and review us on the podcast podcast after listening on Yes, please. And most importantly, remember out there to share the love. Right here. Right now. Bye. Bye. Maybe you'll get a blooper here or there. Oh, blooper reel. Yeah. Tell me more. Or don't. An owl distant in the... A distant owl whooped. Whooped? Owls don't whoop. I'm sorry. (laughs) Right here, right now.